It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. Today, we're going to be focused on the news, no big topics or anything. There's a few news stories that have been coming out, starting with Mike Vrabel officially being fired and some other stories, as you'll see in the title. We've got some Jimmy Garoppolo talk, we've got some Bryce Young talk, and some other talk as well. So go ahead, pull out your coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome in to the chat. Great to see you all on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. Big time Timmy Jim starts us off with a very relevant question. Najee Harris or the 2026 101. This is pulling back the curtain a little bit. Big time Timmy Jim is in the Trade Gods Invitational League, and he may or may not be wanting my 2026 first round pick for Najee Harris. Uh, that will not be the 101, good sir. I will die before I finish last place in any fantasy football league. I don't care. I will never do it. That won't be the 101, but it is an interesting question, and I'm still going back and forth on it. So, Timmy Jim, sit, sit tight. We'll, we'll get a trade done. We will. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, Toronto, Dave. Good morning, Jay. Glad to see you all this morning. Let's get going with some news. We'll start things off with the news story, right? The news story is that Mike Vrabel has officially been fired by the Tennessee Titans. This comes as a little bit of a surprise. We did break it down on the Black Monday episode as he was a candidate to get fired as the Titans are going through a rebuild. But it was still a big question mark because we can all agree here. Mike Vrabel is a good coach. In fact, he's a really good football coach. He knows what he's doing, and he's a leader of men, as Derrick Henry even came out and said after the firing, was very shocked he was fired. Uh, and he's just done a solid job. He finishes over six seasons, 54 and 45, and the big issue is just the last two seasons were some losing seasons that were very uninspiring, showed almost no signs of growth. Uh, and a lot of that, though, isn't necessarily Mike Vrabel's fault. A lot of that is going to fall on the shoulders of Ryan Tannehill, of Malik Willis, of Josh Dobbs, of uh, what? <laughs> uh, the new quarterback. Why every episode a name escapes me? It's Will Levis. Jesus Christ. Uh, of Will Levis. Those quarterbacks, none of them really played well outside of that one Will Levis game against the Falcons where he just lit it up uh, with really DeAndre Hopkins. And so the Titans are deciding to completely clean house. I mean, we can expect now with Mike Vrabel leaving that it's almost guaranteed Derrick Henry will be leaving and probably DeAndre Hopkins will be traded as well. This team is blowing it up and they will be restarting new with a brand new head coach. So while it sucks that Mike Vrabel is a good head coach and, you know, maybe the Titans could look back on this and feel bad that they moved on from Mike Vrabel, this is probably just the better situation for the franchise. If you keep Mike Vrabel around while going through this rebuild, it's going to be hard to find a new identity. And with the 
probability that Derrick Henry was going to leave, it's going to be even harder to stick to Mike Vrabel's identity of just a classic punch-you-in-the-mouth football team. And so without Derrick Henry, without a power running game really at all, without any quarterback play, it makes a ton of sense to just start fresh. And I like it. I like it. I hate that Mike Vrabel has to be fired in this situation because, again, I do think he's a really good coach, but this is a good move for the Titans. Owner Amy Adams Strunk came out and said that part of the reason they wanted to do this quickly and not go with the trade route, as we had discussed on Monday, was that that can take too long and that they didn't want to find themselves at the back of the line for any of their preferred coaching candidates uh, going forward. And so the Titans are going to be heavily in the race for some of these top candidates, whether it be Ben Johnson, whether it be Mr. Jim Harbaugh that we're not going to entertain, or any other head coach candidate that is becoming a hot ticket item right now. And there's a ton of them out there uh, that, that are getting these interviews. So we'll stay tight right now, see what's going on with the Titans. I would say if you own any Titan in fantasy football, it's probably time to move on from them if you want any value at all, uh, because it is going to be a gross season going forward. Not only are they in a very tough division now with the South being run by the Texans, the Colts with Anthony Richardson returning, with Trevor Lawrence hopefully returning to form next season as well, the Titans are going to have a very tough time. And with no offensive line, no solid quarterback. No good running back with Derrick Henry probably leaving and DeAndre Hopkins probably being traded and them having to rely on Traylon Burks and Chigo Conquo again. It's just, it's very hard to want any part of that offense. Uh, so it, it's probably time to move on from any of them. Maybe Tajay Spears becomes very valuable as it's possible that with these game scripts and his pass catching prowess, he could be really, really good in PPR. But otherwise, it's going to be tough to feel inspired or happy with any Titan on your dynasty roster going forward. It's going to be a rough road ahead. Unless they really hit in the draft and get a good head coaching candidate. So we'll talk about that if that happens. But for now, we're, we're worried about our Titans. The next story I found out uh, was Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Uh, the uh, Let's see. Actually, hold on. Before we move on to this, I see some good comments here. Uh, someone asks, Mike Vrabel to New England. This is Anthony. Uh, this is definitely possible. Uh, but I just... I. I want to see what happens with Bill Belichick first. If Bill Belichick is fired, that is only, I would say that is guaranteed, written in Sharpie. Mike Vrabel will be going to New England. But there's still that chance there that we talked about yesterday that Bill Belichick just relinquishes the general manager duties in order to remain the head coach. So that's just something to keep our eye on there. And plus, the Patriots are also uh, considering Gerard Mayo, the, their, their, their former linebacker and also defensive coordinator now. Uh, so that's something that's also in the works in New England that it, it, we'll, we'll have to see. I, I do love it, though. Mike Vrabel, of course, a career patriot, uh, one of the legends of the organization, really good relationship with the front office. That is definitely a highly probable outcome if they move on from Bill Belichick. But we've got to see that first. We've got to see them move on from BB before we can get out over our skis on Vrabel going to New England. I think it's possible Vrabel could go to really anywhere. I kind of hope he goes to Atlanta. I think that team fits his identity well with Bijan Robinson, with Drake London, with Kyle Pitts. I think Mike Vrabel could coach that team really, really well. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, really any team. I, I like Mike Vrabel a lot. I'm going to be honest here. I think he's a really, really good head coach, and I do think that any team that gets him will be lucky to have him. He's a really good locker guy. He's a leader of men, as Derrick Henry said, and he fires people up, and he keeps it simple. It's a very just solid strong game plan and those tend to succeed at least a little 
a little bit, right, at the NFL. So anyway, that's the Mike Vrabel stuff. We'll keep our eyes on it. This is a coaching candidate that I love, so I, I will definitely keep talking about him. But so this Bryce Young story, uh, Hayden Hurst was interviewed about Bryce Young uh, last week or earlier this week, and uh, it was basically just, you know, what hurt Bryce Young? Like, why was he having such a rough season? And we might know the issue here, uh, and as honestly as expected. Uh, the, the the answer that Hayden Hurst gave was, I think Bryce Young had too many voices in his ear, and that hurt his performance. And as we know, the Panthers brought in a ridiculous amount of coaches, specifically quarterback coaches, uh, to, to help Bryce Young get acclimated to the NFL. They had Frank Reich, who's a former quarterback coach. They had Josh McCown, the quarterback coach. They brought in Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator, who also loves himself some quarterbacks, and the senior assistant, Jim Caldwell, who's also an offensive mind, and passing game coordinator, Parks Frazier. All of these guys, that is one, two, three, four, five coaches that they brought in to help the quarterback. And that is 100% too many people, especially since all of these guys, at least Frank Reich, Josh McCown, uh, Thomas Brown, and Jim Caldwell, have like a bit of an ego. I mean, these are some guys who have had success at the NFL level, whether it be by a player, as a quarterback coach, as a coordinator, all of those guys have done a really good job and consider themselves quarterback whispers. And so when you have four guys, maybe even five with this Parks Frazier guy, speaking to Bryce Young, telling him different things uh, day in, day out in the locker room, at practices, after games and meetings, it's going to be difficult to know what is right. And so Hayden Hurst went on in this. I think it was apparent if you were in this locker room, you could tell there was just a lot of voices, a lot of people trying to write the ship. And I think it just got to the point where there were too many voices. In my opinion, there are too many opinions looking for the right answer from everybody. And there was just too much input. He had a lot of people in his ear telling him one thing. And when you come from a place like Alabama, where it's just Nick Saban telling you what to do, and you're a 21 year old kid that you think it's going to be consistent in the NFL and it isn't, it's tough to figure it out. And so he thinks it'll be a good off season for Bryce Young. He thinks that he'll be able to get back to his roots. And he goes on to say that the kid won a Heisman. He's pretty good. He's the first overall pick. And so Bryce Young, still better days ahead, I hope. Again, I do still think he's probably a dynasty buy. I mean, we've seen time and time again, these 101s, these generational quarterback prospects struggled their rookie season. Most recently, we had Trevor Lawrence. You go even further back. You had Peyton Manning had a historically bad rookie season. So there's precedent of good quarterbacks riding the ship overcoming their problems from year one in year two and with Bryce Young being such a touted prospect coming out of college I do firmly believe that he can turn it around it's gonna start of course with a new coach coming in it's gonna start with the offensive line having to be improved and it's gonna have to start with them bringing in at least one more wide receiver hopefully two but there's not enough weapons right now the offensive line stinks and they have no coach. And so it's going to be tough unless all of those things align. But I would say even just a couple of those, like if they can get a good wide receiver and a coach and maybe just slightly improve the offensive line, we could be talking about a decent to average season here with Bryce Young. And that's all we can ask for. Currently at his value, you could probably get him around like a quarterback 20 feels about right for where his ranking would be. And I think that's low. I mean, I think that he might not ever be a top 10 quarterback. He, he's not that kind of player. He's not a guy that's going to throw you five touchdowns to win the game. He's not a guy that's going to scramble for 100 yards and get a rushing touchdown uh, and put the team on his back. But he's certainly a guy who can get you three touchdowns, 300 yards, 250 yards, you know, a low amount of turnovers. 
if things go right in this Panthers organization. So again, I say you can probably buy him in Dynasty. He's not crazy expensive, certainly much cheaper than he was a year ago today. And so I would say, why not buy some Bryce Young? See what can happen here. The Panthers are heavy in the market for a wide receiver. They're heavy in the market for a new head coach. And I know David Tepper, while we all agree that he's not the best of owners, he certainly wants his teams to win desperately. Even if it comes across as short-sighted, he certainly is one of the owners that will throw money at the wall to get things to work. And so I think at some point, Bryce Young will be a good fantasy football asset, and I would say right now is his floor. Next update. Next update is going to come from another quarterback, and that is Russell Wilson. And the update here is that there is no update. Sean Payton has come out and said, the final decision on Russell Wilson has not been made yet. So they're still going back and forth on what they want to do with him. They say that there's still a chance he returns to the Broncos in 2024. The wake and take official take on that is that that is bullshit. Sean Payton clearly does not like Russell Wilson and clearly does not want him to be the quarterback of his team. The Broncos will try their darndest to trade him away. And at the very least, they might even release him. As we talked about, there's a very interesting clause in the contract that if they cut him, they don't have to owe him all the money that they would. They only have to owe him what would be sub or what he's paid subtracted from the amount they owe him. Some weird, I think they would owe him $37 million, but say he got a $25 million contract, they would only then owe him. 12 million. They only have to owe him the difference of what he's paid, which is a really good clause for the Broncos and for Russell Wilson too, because he's guaranteed to that money no matter where it comes from. And so there's a ton of opportunity here for Russell Wilson to end up on a new team. And I think at the very least, while Sean Payton has said the decision hasn't been made, I think at the very least, that more so means the decision on whether they're going to trade him, whether they're going to cut him is kind of where they're still debating. Uh, and we'll probably not find that out for a little bit. Uh, at the very least, it won't be till after the Super Bowl. And I think this will probably be something that hangs around maybe even until draft day or after the draft when teams finally have their quarterback or lack thereof, and then they're comfortable making that move. So this will be something that is talked about for the next few weeks uh, until we figure out an answer. Another quarterback update. The president of the Jimmy Garoppolo fan club, myself, found this story today, and it is Jimmy Garoppolo, and he was asked about his season and how he feels going forward, and he said, I just want to get back to playing football, and I love that for him. Uh, I would say that this year was definitely an anomaly year. He wasn't terrible. You can actually go to his player profiler page, and I'll do so that right now, and he only played in seven games before getting benched for Aiden O'Connell. And it wasn't great, right? He only had one game of 20 fantasy points, uh, and the rest were 16 or less, and only had one game with 300 yards, only two with 200. Uh, but as we know with Jimmy Garoppolo, he's still an incredibly efficient and accurate quarterback. He finished sixth in clean pocket accuracy rating, seventh in red zone accuracy rating, fourth in completion percentage versus zone, fifth in accuracy rating versus man. I mean, those are some good stats. And if you put him on a team that maybe a stopgap year with some decent weapons, a good run game, a solid offensive line, he would be a fine quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is certainly in that Gardner Minshew tier and maybe even a half a step above Gardner Minshew. He just needs to be on the right team. 
And I know that the fit in Oakland or why do I still think Oakland? Uh, Las Vegas just wasn't quite right. And that organization just was in a different situation. It made a ton of sense for them to just go with Aiden O'Connell. They weren't competing for the playoffs. They weren't even winning games. Just go with the young guy and see what he could do. But there are certainly teams out there that could use a Jimmy Garoppolo going forward. And so I'm very curious to see where he lands. I would not be uh, off of him. And, you know, perhaps it's just because I love myself some Jimmy Garoppolo. But I still don't think he's a bad quarterback. And uh, I, I guess we'd have to see where he goes. But there's certainly some landing spots that I think that would work out for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but that's definitely good. This is going to be one of those guys that uh, it hangs around for a very long time until the decision is made. This will be certainly after the draft and probably just middle of free agency kind of deal before he goes anywhere, if anywhere at all. I just hope he does. I want to see Jimmy Garoppolo play football at least one more year. I think he'd be a decent value in fantasy, especially in super flex leagues, a guy who can average 15 points a game uh, on the right team. And that's never, that's never bad. And so Jimmy Garoppolo, not done yet. Not done yet. Let's go Jimmy G. Another news story we have for you guys is Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman, as we know, is a candidacy for free agency and to another degree, a candidate to get the franchise tag. He was asked about that yesterday, and here was his response. The franchise tag. I don't think anybody would be displeased with $23 million. The franchise tag is almost a tag of respect because you get paid like the top five of your position. Uh, I wouldn't say that I don't want to play on the tag. You can use that to work on a long-term deal as well. And so Michael Pittman, fine with the franchise tag, which I do think is interesting. Uh, I personally believe that he will earn a contract. I think he's done more than enough to do so. He's had a fantastic four years on the Colts. And this year in particular, he had 1,000 yards. He averaged 10 targets a game. He finished the year with the fourth most receptions in the league, a completely reliable guy that has truly established himself as one of the true alphas in the league. And so I believe he's earned a contract, especially uh, one that would set him as a franchise wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. But a franchise tag is not a bad option either. As he mentioned, he can use that to work on a long-term deal. And like he said, and I love that he said this, no one would be displeased with $23 million. And I love that he is that realistic. There are so many players in this league who will fight tooth and nail for an extra $500,000 when they're already making $15, $16 million. It's like, dude, how much money do you need? Just get your contract and play some football. And so I like the respect that Michael Pittman is showing here. I like that he understands that $23 million is a ton of money. And he understands the respect that he would be average the top five of the position. So something to keep your eye on here. I still think he'll earn a contract, but either way, it looks like he will 100% be on the Indianapolis Colts in 2024, whether it be by franchise tag or by a contract. This guy will not hit the open market. So go trade for Michael Pittman, keep Michael Pittman, whatever. But either way, we know the situation will be at least the same, if not better, next year on the Colts. We saw Anthony Richardson heavily target him. And so I think that that could be a match made in heaven going forward. I like it a lot. Good dynasty buy here. Pittman still not valued high enough for the production you can get, especially in PPR league. So Pittman, an Indianapolis Colts, at least one more season. The last thing I have for you guys before we get into some questions is the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
TJ Watt has officially been ruled out for their playoff game. And Mason Rudolph, of course, has officially been named the starter. Not much analysis or takes here. Just sad to see that TJ Watt will not be able to play in this playoff game. But also cool to see Mason Rudolph have one last chance to earn himself the 2024 starting job. I really don't think that that is out of the realm of possibility here. Mason Rudolph has played admirably the last few weeks. And I think if he can go out there, have a pretty good playoff game, maybe even win it, have a good offseason, prepare as the starter going into 2024, the Steelers might not have a bad quarterback there in Mason Rudolph. But, you know, maybe they just want Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe they want Russell Wilson. There's a ton of situations out there. I just want to say that there is still a possibility that Mason Rudolph is the Steelers quarterback in 2024. A lot of people are writing that off. I don't think it's fair to do that yet. He's earned the starting job over the last couple of weeks. And I think if he can win this game or at least play well, there's a debate to be had for sure. And something the Steelers will consider over the offseason. So, guys, that is all the news I have for you guys today. Do we have any questions? Let's see. Uh, none on YouTube, but feel free to ask one as I go over check Instagram real quick. None on Instagram either. So, real quick, let me go find um, – I'm going to put this into the chat real quick before I get you guys out of here. I was able to make yesterday's playoff bracket into a group. Uh, so let me see if I can share that with you guys just real quick, invite friends, copy link. It is in the YouTube chat. So guys click on this link. I'll put it in the description as well. I'll put it in the YouTube video description and it is on my Twitter at jfootballwine. I tweeted it out yesterday, but join me. I want to see your guys' playoff brackets as well. So far it's just me, but we'll get some people in there uh, before the playoff games happen. So again, thank you so much. For tuning in, this was another great episode of The Wake and Take. You guys were a fantastic audience yet again. I hope to see you all tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Like this video and subscribe before you head out. And lastly, if you want some more of me, tonight I will be filling in for the great Jack Cavanaugh on Player Profiler today, breaking down today's news, whatever happens later. So tune into that tonight. That'll be at 7 p.m. Eastern breaking down today's news. I believe I saw a Saquon Barkley story break just before I went live. So we'll definitely talk about that as well. So thank you guys for tuning in. Have a wonderful Wednesday and a fantastic rest of your week. Peace.